Spoiler alert! This podcast covers the most recent episodes of Doctor Who, Once Upon a Time, Flash, Arrow, Supernatural, Homeland, and through the end of Season 4 of Sons of Anarchy. You've been warned. This Once in a Blue Moon podcast is brought to you by The Film List, hosted by Heath Solo. Find it and subscribe on iTunes. We thank Heath for allowing us to put this podcast on his feed. And if you have a list of favorites in regards to television or film, send it to him. Thefilmlist at gmail.com. Once in a Blue Moon's podcast. I will be hosting today's conversation, and I am joined by Donald and Matt, and we're going to be talking about Doctor Who, uh, Sons of Anarchy, Once Upon a Time, um, Arrow, was it you guys said? Sure. Um, Whatever other shows we have. Um, So be warned, it's spoilery. Um, So let's go ahead and uh, start with Doctor Who. We... uh, we're going to be talking about two episodes, episodes six and seven. Um, six was the caretaker. And um, I'll just kind of start with kind of my overall feelings about this episode. Um, I felt like it was a lot like um, one of the old RTD episodes when uh, I don't remember what it was called, but Giles was like the bad guy from Buffy. Like he was the bad guy in the episode, and it reminded me a lot of that because he also had that like John Smith kind of name ego thing going on, or alternate or um, his like you know alter alter ego. But uh, as far as quality, um, I don't know, wasn't really uh, into it that much, and they were really hitting hard on the Clara and uh, Pink storyline. So um, just kind of briefing over that. Uh, Donald, what are your what are your overall thoughts? How are you uh, feeling about that episode? I, I didn't think the caretaker was that bad of an episode. I felt like it was cheesy, but yeah, been a lot of that lately. Um, yeah, they're obviously setting up a lot of stuff with some of the things that we saw in the most recent episode with the relationship between Clara and the Doctor. So uh, I can understand that. Uh, the the thing you have to realize though, the monster wasn't really that big of a deal in this episode. It was really about the relationships. Because yeah. if, you, if, you look at, if you're looking for the plot and the monster to be a big deal, it really isn't. It's really background stuff, or it should be, and it's really cheesy. Yeah. Um, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like there's a, a, a nice little clash between Danny Pink and the Doctor. And I yeah. think they're both a little bit ma- manipulative at the same time, which I think is, is, is good, great, I guess. Um other than that, I feel like every week it's it's more of the performances are good, but the episodes are not so mo- so much, and that's starting to get really old to me. Yeah, uh, I think it's just it's just something that's really depressing because I really like Doctor Who, trying to give it a chance, but man, the, the writing has just really taken a dip the last few years. Yeah, I can agree there. Um... The Caretaker was definitely, like, a more laid-back episode, and um, there's nothing too wrong with that. Like you said, it was definitely about, like, the relationships that were developing or, you know, 
we get the big I love you sequence or, you know, I love him type of, uh, I guess, reveal from Clara about Pink. But um, I don't know. I think that this was definitely a better, more relaxed, laid, laid back episode than we've had in a while. Um, I kind of liked the the weird kind of like trio thing that they had going on. However, I did kind of feel like they were putting pink in the Mickey territory and I started to see a lot of similarities that really bothered me because like, I love Mickey. He was a great, great, you know, like side character, but I didn't like that. He, I felt like pink reminded me so much of him. So I was kind of thrown off by that. Just in general, this episode felt very like, you know, RTD esque, and I just didn't like how it felt like it was copying some of the things they've done before. Like the doctor comes into his school and he's playing, you know, was it John Smith again? And, you know, there are these weird things happening and it's just like, I, it was, it felt a bit recycled, you know, um, how are, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah. Well, what are you uh, thinking about it, Matt? Well, uh, I'm kind of like Donald, you know, I just kind of looked at it more from the relationship possibility. And, and as far as it being like uh, the, the Mickey story, I, I can I can totally see where you're going, except I think Moffat's going to flip it the other way. I, I think that Mo, uh, that uh, Pink is going to win. Mickey was always a loser, but I think in the yeah. end, Pink is going to win. That's where it's going to be different, but it's really the same story, just with the, you know, you flip the coin and you get the opposite outcome. So I'm not terribly excited about that. Um John Smith stuff never bothers me because, I mean, he went by John Smith all of season or all through the third Doctor seasons. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just like that's who he is uh, when gotcha. he's on Earth. But um, everything else, I mean, the only other the only thing they just keep adding on to the whole here we are. This is this is what heaven thing, you know, and now yeah. they've actually referred to that lady as God. I mean, that was kind of, that's kind of what I got out of it, right? When when the guy says, oh, God, and, and, and the guy looks to the lady and says, busy right now or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know what's going on there. And the, the, the problem is, is that, you know, at least with the, with the RTD stuff, when we used to get like the bad wolf or the torchwood or whatever the catchphrase was for you you wondered what it meant until the end and um and you cared about what it meant but i got to be honest i really unfortunately i just don't care what it means yeah. at the end cuz it's just going to be something typically moffat that's way out there and something that um is resolvable in in 5 minutes and it's not going to matter yeah exactly that's kind of the fear overall just like putting any real investment in that kind of arc that they're forming or at least like consistent little um like I guess little planted seeds there you know like who knows if it'll turn out and pay out to be something really great and we've we've been here before with Moffat where there's been an obvious elephant in the room and then when it comes to being addressed it's completely undermined or you know very like it just it slips out of the room without any real like you know like I guess I don't know how to describe it. Just it just goes, you know, like it doesn't really feel significant and addressing why and what and where just kind of gets put aside. So I'm um, I'm just like you know just going with it because it's it's done this before. You know, we haven't gotten much payoff in these huge grand stories. So, um, but you know, the one thing I will say that was 
I, I thought was really um, good about The Caretaker was uh, I really enjoyed the music. The music cues are really good in that episode, I thought. Um, a lot of diverse stuff. There's a lot of cool, like, kind of quirky things that reminded me of some of the more alien type of, like, music that they played um, during the RTD era. So I felt like I was getting a little bit, a little bit of a joyride with the music in, in that episode. So kudos to whoever did that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've been pondering asking the question and i don't want to jump ahead to the next episode too quick unless you guys are okay with it but uh you know donald i've brought up almost every time we've talked well which regeneration is it and evidently with this new episode it doesn't really matter right do you um do you mean in terms of uh like the actual doctor like what number he is well, I don't think it, you know, the the question, the only reason we cared about it being 13 or not was the fact that that was supposed to be his last. But like Donald said, he got a, he got a total reboot in a way. And now he's even flaunting that, right? Yeah. Did yeah. he say something like it, it could be infinite number or something? Yeah. yeah he said, I might just regenerate forever or something like that. Yeah. That's what he says to the astronaut. And I was just like, well, there you go. There's your out. <laughs> There's a real lack of consequences, I think, this season and, and stuff that happens. And I guess whenever we transition into Kill the Moon, we'll definitely talk a little bit more about that. But um, what you guys were saying about the Danny Pink and the Mickey comparison, I think a lot of that is, for at least for me, but between the characters themselves, I didn't really see that much of comparison. It was more of how the doctor treated him, how he just kind of brushed him off like he was, it just didn't matter. You know, he wasn't yeah. good. At, Mickey wasn't good enough for Rose. This guy isn't good enough for Clara. But I did find it interesting that the doctor was impressed when he thought that Clara liked the guy with the bow tie. Like, oh, good job, Clara. And then uh, just kind of brushed off Daddy Pink because he was a soldier or whatever. Yeah. But uh, that, that was pretty funny to me. Uh, the, the, the thing that I didn't mind the most, it has to be the, the resolution, I guess, where it, it turns out that the guy is more of like, um, I don't want to say a father, but more like an older uncle to Clara. He's really just kind of looking out for her. It's really not about, uh, you know, we're both kind of young, cute people in a TARDIS, you know, let's date, yeah. let's kiss or whatever. Let's have this sexual tension. It really went in a different direction. It's more of, I want somebody that's, you know, going to be good for you. So I thought that was like a little pleasant surprise. Yeah, it's like, as far as the dynamic between the two, it's definitely very like platonic and... I, I do appreciate that because it leaves room for other characters to kind of come in and and show them something different than just getting it between the doctor and whoever his companion is. I mean, I think it's a it's a great way to kind of open up other possibilities with other potential people um, on screen. So I definitely like that yeah. a lot. Do you think in the future they're just going to go with um, maybe in the next few episodes they're going to have different uh and again i know i'm jumping ahead but do you think I, I these are the questions that are heavy on my mind could they just go with different people as guest stars as companions and then i could almost see it being like one big oh vote on the internet which one you like and not even have them resolve it at the end of uh the christmas special right. and then hire whoever the audience likes most could be i mean it's it's getting so like fan based and uh or at least I don't know if the decisions are heavy, heavily based on what the community and the fans are saying, but they're definitely keeping track of, you know, what's favored in the show overall. So it could be a possibility. 
I mean, they brought that girl, the student on to the TARDIS and, you know, if we want to move on to Kill the Moon, it was it was interesting to see something kind of happen or a character that we see kind of reoccurring on, you know, multiple episodes now. So uh, jump into that. Uh, what did you guys think of that episode? Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Kill the Moon? Um, all right. The premise was ridiculous, but most Doctor Who premises are. <laughs> Um, yeah. however, uh, I thought that it did all right on an emotional level as far as Clara was concerned, especially not even so much being mad at the doctor at the end, but the struggle of the decision itself. I thought that was kind of uh, fun is the wrong word. I thought it was, I just thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> I hated every single thing about this episode. Every, almost everything, <laughs> <laughs> except for Courtney. Honestly, I felt like she was. She did a good job. She was a kid. She was silly. She was dumb. She was naive. She was all the things that real kids are. So I didn't have a problem with her. Uh, like you said, I did enjoy the fact that it was a little like a little recurring. I, I remember the old days, watching the old RTD uh, series, whenever everything would be just be standalone, standalone, standalone. Then all of a sudden, they would grab somebody from the other episode and it would just go right into the next episode. And they were still in the TARDIS. I thought that was really cool. I got excited whenever that happened. Then, you know, like an episode later, it dump them off somewhere or something would happen. But, uh, yeah, I felt like that was pretty cool. But everything was looking good until they got on the moon and then it just stopped. The science of it all just, it just really went straight to hell for me. And it just, not, nothing made sense. Not a single thing they did on the moon made any sense to me. Not the, the bacteria evolving into spiders. That made no sense to me. Yeah. Um, uh, the fact that it's an egg, like just floating in outer space, like what's making it grow? Like what's, what's what, where are the nutrients coming from? It made no sense to me. The fact that it hatched and immediately laid another egg that was the same size of the and didn't make any sense. None of it made sense. The drama yeah. itself didn't make any sense to me. I felt like I felt like it was a big big uh, kind of comparison to uh, like pro life, pro choice stuff. There was a lot of that heavy handed, even to the point where. Uh, at one point, they they pressed the button on the screen and it said abort it. Like I thought that was just a little too in your face yeah. about that. But um, the 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 choice to me in this particular instance, I don't see that there was any choice because people on Earth are dying and supposedly the planet's in danger. But Clara, I mean, it's it's Clara's planet, but she's crying over something that she doesn't even know what it is. I could immediately kill her and everybody else the moment it hatches. And she's crying, and she seems to have no sympathy whatsoever for her own planet, even to the point where she gives them a choice, and then immediately just ignores it. Like, I, yeah. I don't understand what the point of that was. I think that I think that the little girl should have been the person doing that stuff, because you would expect that from a little like like a, a smaller person or a child. But for Claire to do it, for me, it just didn't make any sense. And for her to to cry that the doctor gave her free will, right, pretty much. That is your planet, you know, for for a character that from to this point on has been taking charge, almost being the doctor more than he was, and now all of a sudden she's mad because he left her and she didn't want to take charge, and then she takes charge anyway. Then the doctor comes back, tells her you did a good job, and she gets mad at the doctor. And I don't I don't know what was going on in this episode. To be honest, I think it, it just fell to crap. Like just five minutes in, it just totally fell apart for me. Yeah, like, I'm I'm kind of on the boat with both of you guys, because I do agree that um, 
I did think Clara had, I think she did a great job with, you know, what she was given. And I, I did enjoy her little outburst um, at the end, you know, towards the doctor. Um, and I enjoyed that there is, it felt like, you know, there was something genuine, like coming from her, this anger or, or you know, being upset. But I do agree that the, the storyline was kind of, I don't know, for me, it was like this kind of ridiculous, like we're on the moon. And for me, in the first place, the moon is one of the most boring places you can go into space. So why <laughs> the hell are we there? And then the whole aspect of like, it's an egg. I thought that was kind of neat, but just the way that they went uh -huh. about it and and it was so predictable about with the um, the astronaut when she's like, how do we kill it? And it's like, that's one thing that the Doctor Who does a lot where they always kind of put these military or kind of like high official type of people in the bad, the bad seat, you know, like they're the, the villains of it. They're always the villains. And it's like, you know, I, I, I guess it's for that predictability of like how humans in general want to kill things that are unknown. But I feel like they've played that so hard just in this series in general that it just, it just mm -hmm. kind of felt like way too heavy handed. Like, you know, they're the bad guys. We got to save life and give this thing a chance. And it's like, I wish they would give it more of a, they'd give humans more of a chance, you know, like exactly. they always kind of that, bash humans. Point. That was my point. Yeah, it's like, so, I understand the whole thing. Like this is an innocent thing, but the, the mere fact that it, you don't know what it is, like you don't have any kind of connection to it. You would think that humans would align more with humans, which is, I think uh, the point of why they took the doctor out of the equation. But yeah. then they had Clara like go against humans for some dragon thing that she doesn't know and she was to the point where she's crying over it like i understand yeah. it's a hard decision but i think the decision is pretty much made you know if the planet is in danger people are dying i think you, you have to just suck it up you know and i mean this, this is pretty much the same episode as the beast below pretty much dead on yep. the same decision except the doctor made it which i can understand because he's separate from humanity so he you know but if you ask a human hey do you want this thing to live that you don't know is up in space or do you want your people to suffer? I mean, the, the choice is pretty clear, which is, I think is the point of them taking the doctor out of it, but then Claire still didn't, I don't know, it just didn't make sense. Hmm. I think, I think part, uh, I think the big thing that informs Claire's whole process through all of this, to me anyway, was the fact that when the doctor first revealed what it was, he called it beautiful, he mm -hmm. called it extraordinary. You know, and and Clara, uh, being a typical companion, has taken the doctor for his word. And then, but when it rested, I don't think it's the fact that she let humanity vote that made her mad, of course. I think it was the fact that ultimately she had to go against that. She's going against the whole populace of the world on faith of a guy's word that she admitted just eight episodes that she doesn't even really know. Yeah. Um. I, so I think there's inner turmoil with her that made her lash out at the end. Um. But I, I certainly would have said, "Hell yeah, let's blow it up." I, I mean, I couldn't. <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's what common sense says. Like you said, Donald, if the kid would have suddenly jumped up there and, and hit the abort button, that would have yes. been a much better experience. But you wouldn't have gotten to the to the end result between Clara and the doctor if that had happened either. So. Yeah. Yeah. And if they would have just added any kind of line in there that this was this outburst by Clara was more of an accumulation of of how the doctor's been behaving since he regenerated, 
but it may seem like it was all because he just he left her to make that decision. That's a good point. But I mean, I can, yeah. I can definitely understand her not wanting to be around this version of the doctor because he's really just a, a, a bastard, pretty much. He's like really callous <laughs> about stuff. He's very grumpy too, you know. Like he's yeah. not. He feels like you know some you know just older guy who's been through a lot and just is tired of it, you know. And he shows that with mm-hmm. his callous you know, ways and opinions and like, I don't know, like, and it's interesting because it feels like that is something that is kind of driving them apart, like Clara and and the doctor. So I'm wondering, you know, if that's intentional or if that's just, you know, me reading into it too much, but like, it's, it's an interesting aspect because there's so much tension right now between the two. So it definitely leads for more interesting, hopefully more interesting, like, events or conversations later in later episodes since there's this weird like kind of thing in between them that's really getting a little out of hand you know so i don't know yeah, and I don't, I don't look at any casting spars or anything i'm pretty sure she's gonna come back but the question is when like is she gonna yeah. be like for the finale or is it gonna be like just christmas special when she comes back so i don't really know under what time she'll come back and finish off this story but it definitely looks right. like they're going to have the doctor, like little um, dedicated specials, like going off on his own for a little bit. And next week, it even looks like uh, the Titanic episode. Yeah. Like Titanic, like except it's a train. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know how to feel about that, but it looks it looks interesting for the concept, but it's more or less, you know, what's inside of this whole train that travels the universe. It's very, <laughs> very strange saying it out loud too but (laughs) um yeah i mean besides you know the things we've kind of hit on as far as this episode and just these two episodes i mean i feel like there's not too much to really take out of it i mean we get a few things more tension between characters but like it's just very like standalone-ish i suppose which isn't necessarily a bad thing but i i don't feel like there's too much to really digest outside of you know plot holes or whatever whatever we find wrong with the actual story but yeah. i don't know which there is plenty yeah <laughs> exactly not, not to mention um, like if you tell anybody on the planet like to turn off all your lights like who are you even talking to because you can't see like your porch light from space so these are like the big commercial industrial lights that can't just be turned off within seconds and even if they were, like, it's just one guy in an office controlling it. He's not speaking for people, let alone, this is, this is like, what, one-third of the planet? Because the rest of the planet would be sleeping. And people don't even have TVs. And, like, it, it's not even an accurate poll of the, the world. Like, so I, I was thinking, too, when that was happening. Like, isn't there, like, a time delay as well? So, like, they wouldn't see it right away? I don't know. I mean, like, yeah. I don't want to pick it apart. <laughs> it's like... It's yeah, like, I don't want to get silly. to having the, like, the actual nitty-gritty. Because, like, <laughs> in the end of the day, you know, it's it's completely just, like, it's us being so logical. And we're just like, this is that kind of, <laughs> But, yeah, there were, there were weird things there. Yeah, we could do a whole um, podcast on the plot hole, so let's move on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, let's move past that. I mean, they were kind of okay and not okay. So we'll just leave it at that. Episodes. Um, so Sons of Anarchy. Um, I'll just kind of start off since it's kind of based on my progress with the show. I have just finished season four and 
I'm kind of surprised that there was there was no real like um like crazy end result by the end of four. I mean, you get the update that um, Jax can't leave Charming with his wife, which was such a bum bummer thing for me. Like I felt so bad for Tara. Like that girl's gone through so much crap. Like I can't even stand it anymore. <laughs> like I hate what they're doing to her and her family. It really bothers me. Like I just want to hug her and tell her it's okay, but it's really not. <laughs> but um. Yeah, so uh, basically, this season was very, um, I don't know, I felt very reminiscent of some of the other kind of TV, like a cop slash like bad guy show. Um, but overall, it was pretty good. Um, I'm interested to see, obviously, what they do with, you know, Jax being head of, you know, Sam Crow. So honestly, like, I think a lot of the more interesting things is going to happen next season because the season was just kind of like... It was almost procedural for me, but um, do you guys remember, like, you know, how you guys felt, or at least, like, the general feeling after you finished season four? Well, it wasn't that long ago for me. Um, I think that I was just, because I was just rolling through, I think I just went straight on and said, oh, what's next? Um, right. The fact that Jax was going to go on, that was cool. But I got to say, and, and Donald can take this in the context of even the now, and, and you can too, you just start to like somebody, and then you find a way to hate them. And then, or you start to hate somebody, and then you find a way to like them with this show. And it doesn't stop you from watching. That's, yeah. That's what's weird about this, this show. I've never experienced anything like that to this full effect. That's very true, because I did not like Tiggs in the first season. Maybe even to the second season, like, I just hated how shady he was. And, you know, clearly he was Clay's right-hand man, so he was going to do things that Clay wanted him to do. But I just hated how, like, he was just such a shady guy. And now I'm like, I feel bad for him sometimes. And I don't know, there's this weird kind of, like, dynamic, like, broken relationship he has with Clay at the moment. So, like, honestly, the relationships in the show are just, it's just so chaotic and the the dynamic of course between like Gemma and um and uh damn it um Jack's girlfriend or wife or whoever um like the dynamic between those two is just like it's so back and forth and I absolutely love it and I hate it you know because there's these times where they're so close and then other times where they're just completely lying and outplaying each other and it's just like that's what the whole show is you know like so much lying it's ridiculous like, I can't even get over it. Like, I, I had my favorite moment between Gemma and Clay when they're both kind of lying to each other about these burned letters, you know, and it's like, this is what their relationship has become. And it just, it was so interesting to see, like, this is how far, you know, these characters are going to go to take care of their own family or whatever they feel needs to be met. And it's like, it's just crazy. Like, they do a great job with character writing and character drama. Like, honestly, like, it's so it's so plentiful in that show and it's so good too. So, uh, yeah, I'm like on the train of like sons of anarchy. Now it's official. <laughs> what have you guys done to me? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, Donald, I was going to ask you, uh, so you, um, what were your thoughts around season four ish? Do you, do you remember where you were, how you're feeling about the show then? Is this, this is the season that ended like, on the picture, right? And then the picture turns, or they turn into a picture. Oh, yo, you're I'm talking confused. about the picture. You're talking about the picture with um, 
with Gemma and John Teller. Yeah, and then it like fades into and how like and how um his girl Jack's girlfriend is standing right next to uh Jack's yeah, and it yeah. looks like Gemma and his his dad, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That that picture that that tells so much to me. Uh I remember I remember vaguely, but I remember hating Gemma, which I still hate Gemma. Yeah, I mean, she's so controlling. She is very controlling of everything, and even yeah. she doesn't deserve it. When she's like, if if Jax could find out like the stuff that she knows and the stuff that she did, like I I, I really would wonder what he would do. Yeah, like uh, the the parts that she had, you know, with Clay and and his father's death and stuff like that, and just just the 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 stuff between him and Clay, like. You you can always see that coming, but when you really think about it and think about the history and stuff, like Gemma's not totally innocent either. Like, no, she's absolutely. right in the same in the same boat. So uh, I really don't like that about her. Not too much. I like the way she's real controlling about the kids and stuff like that. Like, yeah, she's very uh, manipulative. Well, very, very manipulative, which is fun to watch. But you know, like yeah, like, like Matt said, you can't you can't really like any of these characters. But uh, I also don't care for Tara that much. I understand what she's going through and her wanting to get her family out of there, which makes total sense to me. But I don't like the way she treats um the the, the actual mother of that of the boy. Which I, yeah. I don't remember her name. Wendy. But yeah like she yeah. Wendy, yeah she doesn't give her a chance at all. And I, I don't I've seen her try a lot and you know to me I think like that's her kid. You have to and he doesn't want she doesn't want the kid to know like that's not your place to do that like I don't think that's yeah fair. but yeah I I don't care for the way they treat her even Jax to at some point does that even worse but it's, it's his kid too so he has the right but Tara jumping in in, in that where she shouldn't really have the place to do that that really annoys me about her that one aspect about her but everything else I like her I like that she's trying to get them get them out of there which for yeah, me like. like- you don't want to live there. You don't, I mean, the stuff that's yeah. going down every single day, like there's no way, uh, there's no way to raise a kid, there's no way to raise a family. And you can see the way they imply just by having that picture and then say, you know, into the next picture as Jax takes control. Like this is a cycle and Jax is turning mm-hmm. into clay, you know, like she's going to turn into Jim. It's going to, it's starting all over again. So she has to, and oh man, I can't say too much about it, but it, that picture to me just, it just speaks so loudly yeah. for yeah. just the implications of the series and what, you know, the, the emotional things that are, that are coming and even the, the plot points that are coming that it just makes you want to, oh, I, I don't know. But man, this show is so deep on so many levels. Yeah. I, anybody I tell to watch this show just like you, they're, they, they, they fall for it just like that. They fall for it. They fall for it every single time. And a lot of people yeah. are, opposed to it like oh i don't want to watch a biker show like it's gonna be so stupid but they have no idea like what you're missing there's different levels it's probably one of the the best shows that's on tv right now yeah i can definitely see like you know just how they how there's so much history too that keeps getting brought up and i like that about it that it definitely is haunted by the past some stuff that we will never see on screen so it's kind of like it's kind of cool to have this like sense of like you know there is something before all of this you know it doesn't feel like oh it yeah. just started and we're moving forward like it definitely almost, ho- holds down to some of its roots almost so. like if they wanted to they could do a whole other show just a prequel yeah 
and it would be just as good as the stuff that's happening right now, maybe even better. Yeah, definitely. Like, and then there's one thing I wanted to say about Tara's character that does kind of bother me is that like, I, I love that she wants to try and have something better for her kids, but I really hate how she hate she she kind of acts surprised by some of the things that happen with Sam Crow and all this. And it's just really aggravating because it's like, you know, you know what you're with, you know who you're with and you know the stuff that he does, at least to some degree, even like the full extent of some of the activities, you know, like she is aware of it and she still acts like she can live a normal life and that the things happening to her are just like like she's untouchable you know what I mean like I hate that that aspect of it like she wants to be with someone but not take the lifestyle and not like understand that that's part of what's going to happen when you're with someone like that you know it's very frustrating yeah, yeah, like, it's like Tara shut up you are with a biker gang guy <laughs> like this is going to happen like <laughs> oh man but yeah, so hopefully the next time we talk, I will be close to, or if not, into season six. So yeah, that's. We'll I think you might be entering one of the the craziest seasons of the show. Yeah. Yeah, like everyone tells me season. Yeah, like every single person has said season five is the craziest, and then I hear the most stuff about like the season finale. So <laughs> wish me luck. <laughs> Yeah, and, and um, that's one of the things yeah. that I preach. I preach to people is that the show it it doesn't lose quality as it goes on, like a lot of shows, especially a lot of yeah, it, it dramas, gets better. It gets really boring. Yeah, it gets better. Mm-hmm. Like you have to just keep watching. That's that's one thing that like for me doesn't happen hardly ever for because I've watched plenty of shows and they lose their mojo by like season three or yeah. four. But this show just kind of started low and then just, just it's. <laughs> has so much momentum it's, so much like, it's, like it, it's snow, just enriched with great quality stuff yeah yeah like yeah, it's it's, it's just gotten better every season downhill. it's just going real fast it's like <laughs> there's no point of slowing down and it's it's good and bad for you know people in the show but like it's it's just constantly getting so much more like powerful in terms of its its quality and writing and all that yeah and a lot of people preach about you know game of thrones having these crazy things that happen these shock factors i think Pound for pound, Sons of Anarchy probably has more WTF moments in the show. Like, really? did they just really do that? Or like, I, I, I can just think of like just off the top of my head at least five that I was just thinking like, did I just watch that happen on TV? And I think I think maybe four of them happened in season six. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. Is that's, that's, with <laughs> that's all I can say is yeah. yeah. I can yeah. see where you're would going you, there. Would you would you agree with that? Cool. Would you agree with that statement, Matt? Let me tell you something. You, you know what? Um, yeah, since I, since I podcast about Game of Thrones, I mean, uh, I I love the stuff that happens in Game of Thrones, and I think it's great. And I think for that kind of audience, maybe they might not expect it. But somebody like Donald, who's been watching Son of Anarchy for the beginning, Game of Thrones was no shock at all, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not um, at all. Yeah. So it does. And, and believe me, it, the more... The more messed up things happen exponentially, the further you get into this series. <laughs> That's the only way to put it. Exactly. exactly. Wow. That's why I know. You guys like, this got is the me final very season. scared. I yeah. I mean, when you get to this season right now, I, I, I know the, past, the last few episodes are just going to be gut-wrenching for me. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm ready. 
cheese. Now I'm scared. <laughs> be scared. Be scared. But but oh, you, you won't be able to stop watching. I guarantee you that. Yeah. No. I think I think one of the best things I ever heard was probably Axel Foley on Twitter after something happened last year, and he was like, "Man, sometimes this show just makes me like sick to my stomach. It, it you really can't go to sleep right after watching it. Like you have to stay up, and it's just a thousand things going through your head. Like your stomach's turning." And you just can't wait for the next episode at the same time. It sounds like how I felt with the first few seasons of like the um, Breaking Bad. Like when the first few seasons yeah, had example. me like immensely nervous and like, oh my god, I have to watch the next episode. <laughs> you know, so much tension. So I can imagine it'll probably scale pretty nicely with those those seasons. So, well, yeah, yeah. everybody talks about this is the golden age of TV, and they they are really right. And yeah. most of it is cable, to be honest. I guess the golden age of cable, because you can do, I guess you can do worse things, <laughs> you know, rather than just net, network television, with the exception of Hannibal, of course, but you can, yeah. you can just really go farther. And people are, people as a whole, are, as a, just as a human race, we're, we're a lot more, I guess, accepting of just crazy things that, you know, like 30 years ago, you wouldn't, you would have outrage or you wouldn't want to see on TV. Yeah, we welcome that stuff, so. <laughs> yeah, I want it. I, I, I demand it. <laughs> demand it. You demand the brutality of TV show writing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not scared of it. I don't know if that's bad or good for me, but uh, I mean, because I've been watching TV for so long. I think one of the first shows I really, really got into was the old Buffy and Angel thing, and I feel yeah. like I've watched so many shows by then that I'm numb to a lot of you know tropes and a lot of recurring uh, plot points, stuff like that. Right. The shock factor for me is very low. And then when I get involved with a show like Breaking Bad, Game of Thrones, or Sons of Anarchy, that manages to keep shocking me and keep surprising me, like that, that's the kind of show that I really just latch on to. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, cheers to this great show. We have, what, the end of this? This is the last season that's on right now, correct? I'll be caught up soon enough. <laughs> You'll be caught up. I I, yeah. I bought I bought season six on Amazon to catch up. I couldn't wait. Oh <laughs> so, wow! Yeah, I actually I actually I actually bought it on on the on the video uh, watch it online thing and and watched it because I just I couldn't I couldn't wait. There was yeah. no way. Nice. Well, I can't wait to be current so we could talk about these episodes. Oh my God! You've got a lot to come. Yeah, I'm sure the next time we'll talk, I'll be like in a mental distraught like place in my mind and it'll just be too much <laughs> be crying the whole time <laughs> no, I'm telling you it'll make you sick to your stomach sometimes like really yeah that's, but I know, that's I, the worst. I know the kind of person you are I know the kind of person you are and you like that the gore and you like the horror stuff. Yeah. so I know that this stuff for you is, is going to be right up your alley it's going to be fun times fun times <laughs> alright well Moving on from Sons of Anarchy, we'll definitely be back on that subject next next podcast. Um, wanna wanna brief over Once Upon a Time map. Um, so we got two episodes. Um, the first and the first one, I don't know the actually I don't know the names for either of these episodes, but um, we get introduced basically to Elsa. So uh, what what are your thoughts on her? I mean, do you like the actress? Do you like the plot that's going on? I mean, we don't have to do episode by episode, but just overall, like, uh, where how are you feeling about it, Matt, with the whole Frozen storyline? Well, you know what? I went in very skeptical, and I came out so far. Uh, I'm I'm not 
I'm not hot about it, but I'm kind of lukewarm. It's not bothering me. It's not yeah. really getting in the way of the other stuff. You know, I care about Regina and, and Robin Hood and, and, right. uh, and Swan and, and, and Hook, you know, and they're, they're touching all of that. They're keeping it in there. They're keeping it all in exactly. context. Plus they got a whole new, you know, they got a whole new set of story to do flashbacks on because that was going to get old real quick. So at least they, I think that's probably why they, they mined the frozen characters is so they can do more flashback stuff. Yeah. It was uh, interesting to see the history with Anna and uh, David or uh, charming, whoever you want to kind of address him. Yeah. But, um, I was definitely very like, I was not really uh, that thrilled about it the first episode and just kind of felt, it felt kind of rushed. And I mean, as far as, you know, from, from my perspective, cause I seen the movie, I was kind of like, well, I understand what's going on, but for someone who probably hasn't watched it, um, I was wondering, you know, what that would kind of lead to that person. What, but um, I was going to ask you, I mean, how did you feel with it? Did you feel kind of lost with it since you didn't really know any of the characters? Yeah. You didn't I, see it, right? No. I, I, well, I got to admit, after I watched the first episode of, of this one, uh, or the first episode of this season, I went and watched Frozen. So now, yeah, I, see, now I understand where it comes from. But I probably, you know, I wouldn't have understood uh, who any of those people were, the backstory were, if I hadn't. Um, yeah. Having done that, though, I'm actually kind of endeared to the performances, especially that girl that's playing Anna. I love yeah. her. She's awesome. I really did not like her the first episode. Um, I just, I don't know. I, I felt like maybe the performance could have been a little bit better. Like, I felt like the ditziness of her did not, I felt like she was just kind of reading lines, you know? Like, it wasn't, I didn't feel like she was actually really ditzy, you know? And it's just, like, technicalities, you know? But there was just something about the way she was kind of, like, acting her body language. It just didn't really, like, scream too much of that. But I felt like... All the cool stuff we seen her do in the second episode with, with um charming was so much more like believable, and I really really warmed up to her actually in the second episode because I felt it was so much more meaningful, and it wasn't, it wasn't about her trying to fill this like, I guess like kind of, this persona that was made in the movie, and I felt it was more natural with the show kind of writing her how they felt she should be. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I I'm definitely a lot more like on board with with her her acting and all that i just was very very like thrown off and kind of i was just very like whatever about it in the first episode but i'm really i'm really getting giving it a a better chance now seeing that it's not just that's not just who she's going to be on this show so i'm actually excited to meet her in like storybrook so we'll see how that actually actually plays out right Um, yeah yeah. And then the whole thing with Regina and Robin Hood, it just, I'm kind of upset, dude. Like, how could they make all this progress with her? And then it's just like, automatically, she's turned into revenge queen. Like, I guess, you know, that'll always be in her roots. But in a sense, I'm just kind of confused as to why it was just, I don't know. I don't feel like it's justified. <laughs> like, I don't feel like that behavior is justified after all this all the all the things she did and her little speech to her sister, you know, about being the good guy or doing the good thing or something like that, you know, or the right, right. thing. Right. Like I'm just kind of wondering where they're gonna go with that because it seems kind of like they un they've they've undone all this great work with Regina. It seems. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think, you know, Regina is the Ben Linus of this story, right? Exactly. I mean, so we saw, we saw Ben do some things that we thought were pretty cool and then he'd flip and you'd see him the, the other side of him and you'd hate him again and then you'd like him again and then you'd hate him again. Regina's right. not going to get any true redemption until the end of this series, the same way as Ben Linus. It just that's that seems to be very formulaic, and that's that's what's going to make the show go. So they'll do whatever they have to in order to make that work, uh, which won't be good for us. But no, I, I can't. I still can't help but like Regina, even when yeah, she's even when here. she's bad. You know? Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like you can do all the bad or good things you want. Like we'll still love you, Regina. Yeah. So. I don't know, um, and I'm I'm not really on the whole like Hook and Emma train. Oh, you're, I don't like you don't I like don't Captain like, Swan. Come on, no. I mean, it's I don't know. Like I'm very like I was all about Neil and and Swan, so that already just kind of put a little damper on that. And then I just I don't know, man. It's weird. I just can't get behind it. He's such a such a little player, like you just can't really trust him. You can't trust him. <laughs> He's a pirate. They cannot be trusted. The story I'm most disappointed in is the gold and um Yeah. I mean that story just I don't know if they're if that's gonna be kinda like a second season or second half of the season thing, but it's just going nowhere right now. I mean, they haven't told us anything about them that we didn't know at the end of last season. Yeah, exactly. And and honestly, I mean, I don't know if it's just the actress, but I'm anytime I, I see Belle, like I just I don't care. I don't care about anything that's going on with her. But um, I don't know. It's just whatever. But one thing I'm excited for is uh, seeing Elizabeth Mitchell. Is that her name? Uh, Juliet. Like, yes, uh, that's going to be great. Yeah, she I loved her so much. Like I was following V for a while because, you know, I just I liked her as an actress and. That show is not the greatest, but she was she's a great act, actress. I'm excited to see what she's going to be in that show. She seems like some adversary or something to, uh, what is it, to Anna or her sister? To, El- to Elsa. Elsa. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that even plays out. It's good to see her back on TV, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I followed her through that, that pathetic run second season of Revolution, and I thought, oh, man, that's really going to hurt her career. No, she's yeah. you know, just go back to the people at Lost. You, you'll get a job. Yeah, we'll take care of you there. <laughs> and uh, but I'm excited about uh, I'm excited about that. And um, I think it'll probably be uh, no worse than the the first half of season four will be no worse than the first half of season three. I wasn't a big fan of the pan thing. Yeah, it was. It was weird. It was. It definitely like kind of took them out of the element of everything that they were building up to, but I did like that it, it brought, you know, some of the characters that are in regular like Storybrooke world into like, you know, the Never Under Never Enderland or whatever the hell it's called, or you know, just it brought them into that like reality or you know what we thought was story stories and like you know fairy tales and brought it to reality. So. I, I like that aspect of it, but the whole plot was so weird. And the whole thing about, like, Rumpel's dad, it was so, like, what? <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm having I'm having thoughts, too, that it might be a lot like that, where this is just the first half of this, ser- or this, this season, and then maybe it'll branch off and be something different. I don't imagine it being the entire season, but we'll see how, how it plays out, I guess. 
I want um, red. I want red back. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure she's like in a cop show or something right now. So I don't know if we'll see much of her. But I do miss her. She was she was great. Yeah. Oh well. Oh, uh, didn't like the fact that uh, they made Bo Peep what Bo Peep is. Didn't like. Yeah. That. Oh my god! Like she's such a bitch. Like <laughs> what? Yeah. I I'm not very I'm not very happy with with the Bo Peep storyline either. It seems that seems to me very forced, but I don't know. We'll see where we'll see where that goes. Maybe it was just like you know there for convenience of weaving in like Anna to Charming's storyline or his timeline, but yeah, it did not really. It just seemed kind of like, oh, we're just going to put this here real fast and don't worry about it. You can forget about it in two episodes. So, yeah, we'll that's see. True. That's true. Well, since they've moved on to since they've moved on to Elizabeth Mitchell, hopefully so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting for something more exciting. It's like, you know, I feel like the first few episodes are going to be kind of slow, just kind of establishing who is who and what the premise of this season or this first half will be. So I'm just getting excited for the better things to come. So I think we'll have more interesting things to say come the next few episodes. So yeah, keep your fingers so. crossed on that. Hopefully so. Um, but yeah. So what were the episodes or sorry, what were the TV shows that you guys were going to talk about? I don't remember. Donald, do you watch Supernatural yet? Uh, I haven't yet. I was okay. to we'll, we'll we'll stick that one off to the side. Uh, I know you saw Flash a long time ago. You saw Arrow naturally. Yes. Camille, where are you at with Arrow? I I haven't started. I'm so behind right now. Okay. But yeah, go ahead and uh, if you guys see the new stuff, go ahead. I'll just kind of. Well, we don't want to spoil you. Oh no, it's it's fine. Yeah, it's a, I mean, it's pretty big. It's a pretty big. Spoiler. It's a pretty big spoiler. Oh. Uh, here, how about we do it like this Donald I know that you were cheering it but I hated it I'm saddened I'm saddened and shocked and I thought it sucked but I think Merlin did it yeah it, I think that's another mystery like where's Merlin and, and I noticed that um, Thea wasn't in the episode as well when you when you mentioned it it was weird because I didn't realize that she wasn't in there until you said something about them too uh, but yeah I mean, that's a possibility because whoever did it had one of those voice changes, right? I thought he had used one when he was, maybe not. He might have used one when he was the arrow, that black arrow guy. I don't know. Um, maybe, yeah. But yeah, it was a weird voice. It was some kind of uh, altered voice. That's why I was thinking it was it was Raj Agul. But man, I don't know now because everything I'm reading about it is saying that that's part of the, the mystery for the season. So I don't, I don't think anyone knows yet, but I think it's something cool to speculate about. Yeah, uh, I, I that that's just that was just my guess right off the top because of the arrows. But you know that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I love the shot though of her falling off the building. <laughs> that was amazing. That was the point that got me because I was like, yeah, no way, he's not dead. And you know, like, okay, it just kept getting worse and worse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think um, something about the show is really cheesy. Is like every, everybody knows he's the Green Arrow now. So I think it's just time to start killing people off. Oh, good point. You like uh, you like Red's, you like uh, uh, Roy's suit better than uh, 
than uh, Oliver's now, huh? Yeah, did you like it too? Because he had like different shades going on. It was like fading into black. I was like, man, he looks... The only thing about him is that the hood looks weird on his head. It's like all out of shape and stuff. Like with a show like this, everybody was waiting for certain things to happen. Like in season one, he just had the paint instead of the mask. Then he got the mask. And then he got the brand new... And, you know, in season one, he had this the, the little homemade arrow, um, bow and arrow. Now he has like a high-tech arrow and he's got a lot more trick arrows which is something that everybody was asking for. But they're really taking their time adding that stuff because Roy, for the whole last year, Roy was just wearing like a red, like a cheap hoodie you get at Walmart somewhere. And mm-hmm. I was like, give him the suit. Oliver has the suit, give him the suit. And they finally gave him like a, just a full leather suit too. So I, they're really taking their time and they, they know that the show's successful and they're giving the fans like the, the, the fan service, but at the same time, they're taking their time doing it. I really appreciate that. Yeah. I don't know how enthused I am about uh, the the flashback stuff yet. Uh, there's, I guess, there's not enough there to really tell. But it's, it's, so far, I'm just kind of like, meh, just another day. I was never big on it because I was thinking like, you can only do so much with it, and then you're gonna have to start making it like the same thing happened with Lost. Like it would get really boring, and it would be something that you'd be waiting for to end so you can get back to the main story. I think they've done all they could do with the island right now. And now, oh, I wasn't on the island, by the way, for the entire five years. I think that's just, like, this season's flashbacks just aren't interesting to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, we'll have to, I, I mean, I, I'm willing to I'm willing to give it a chance to develop. I think we'll see them learn how to speak Chinese. Yeah, which, I mean, <laughs> if, that's what I'm, if that's what they're for, then I can do it, I can do it without that, but. <laughs> I, and another, I don't, I don't care for the Amanda Waller either. I think, mean, I think, I think she's just too young to play that character. Mm. I don't know if you're familiar familiar with Amanda Waller. Are they setting her up to be Katana? No, Amanda Waller is the the black girl. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and she's supposed to be like this big head of the um, Suicide Squad or whatever. But okay. yeah, the, the, the lady that played her, the lady that played her in. Um, in Smallville, more of a CCH Pounder kind of character from, like, from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, uh-huh. Like, the the lady that took her, her wig off and she, like, had the afro and stuff. She's like, time to get down to business or whatever. Right. Like, that lady. I think she... she I, I picture her more. A, a more weathered, older type of woman that has that, you know, that gravitas. But, like, this this this, this lady's, like, 20. Like, it's unbelievable she's running this whole corporation but I don't know. I, I I guess they're going with the younger audience. It's the CW. Everybody's like 25, so I'll just roll with it. Yeah. Well, that's all I... I mean, they did that crossover with Flash, and I'll, I'll just say, I mean, I know you said a long time ago, um, the pilot was a little choppy to me, but mm-hmm. for the most part, it's pretty interesting, so I'll definitely watch it week to week, just if for nothing else than to see when crossovers happen. <laughs> I, I feel like it'll it'll come into his own really quick, and I mean he's got the powers already. He's he's pretty much this is, is it really an origin story? He's pretty much already the Flash, so I'm really excited about that. A lot of stuff like Gotham and even Smallville, you had to wait so long. I think with the Arrow, they're pacing themselves really well. He pretty much is the Arrow, but there's a lot of stuff that has to come into play. But with the Flash, he's already got the full suit. He's already the Flash. He just has to learn how to be a hero now. And uh, I think that's that's really like diving right into the meat of the, the whole DC universe right there with the Flash and 
and now you open up a whole nother set of of characters that can come in. Not to mention that you have already have the ones on the arrow that are coming in and then bringing in, you know, Raja Ghoul and and um how did you feel about Brandon Routh? In the arrow yeah. thing? Yes. Um I, I was I was okay with it. I have no idea, you know I think he's supposed to end up being some kind of some kind of character, but I'm not well yeah. enough versed in the comics to know who that is exactly. Me, me either. I, I don't really know yet. And there's another guy in Flash that just got hired. He's supposed to be like a big uh, DC character, but I, I don't know who they are any, either. So. Yeah. I was going to say, the only thing that I worry about with the Flash is, it seems like they're going to duplicate the whole Smallville thing. Oh, the Meteor gave this person this these kind of powers, and the Meteor gave this person this kind of power. You yeah. know how they did that for a while with Smallville? I got a feeling they're going to say the particle accelerator did the same thing here. Yeah, because you almost have to to do that, which is that's the thing I didn't like about Smallville, the fact that he was Superman, so he had to fight stronger people. With the Owl, is just a guy. Like he can go out and fight crime, you know, and he can even fight like people that are like have better more powers and stuff like that. But with the Flash, like he, everything that he he has, everything that he runs into has to be on a different level. Yeah, because he's so powerful. You know, he has those those powers that he can run real fast and do all this other stuff. So he can't just like go stop a crime. It'll just be too easy to watch. It's not that big of a threat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I mean, and I can understand why they why they have to do that. But, um, like you said, man, we've seen so much television. It's kind of like a been there, done that. So you can just see that writing on the yeah. wall that maybe ten or maybe not that many, maybe nine out of the out of the twenty two episode order is gonna go that way, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's another thing, like when you're on network you get you have to do like twice the episode. So a lot of it is like fluff and filler and stuff. Yeah. That's true. But overall, I, I liked it both. I really love the arrow premiere. I love the I love the opening sequence. Um I like well, you know that I'm an elicity guy. So I was both I was both really pleased and really pissed. Naturally, that's what they do to people like me. They had to do that, though. I mean, I don't, they can't just throw them together right now. But I, I feel like they gave a good enough tease for the people that are like shippers and stuff like that are really into that. I never saw the chemistry between him and and, and Black Canary, Sarah. Yeah, I didn't feel the chemistry there. I, I didn't feel it between him and Laurel either. I feel like that's really like. Why would she even talk to him? He cheated with his sister. Yeah. Took her sister to an island and then presumably got them both killed. But like she's so like they're like best friends now. It doesn't make sense to me. But uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't even care for the character of Laura. Honestly, I feel like they're giving her stuff to do, and they're really, really pushing the limit like, to make her interesting. And I think she should just die and just go away. I like oh my her dad, God. and I like. Yeah, it's, it's, I know it sounds bad, but hey. <laughs> I feel you like are ruthless. For her to do. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing with her dad too. Because like he's like has some kind of disease or something, or he's coughing up blood. So uh, hopefully he'll kick the bucket too this season. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, uh, it seems to me like Detective Lance is gonna be like it, not quite to the extreme, but he's kind of like the the whole Rory thing with Doctor Who. It's like how many times can we make <laughs> this come up for this character? Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think they need him, especially doing the stuff that he's doing right now. Like, well, he was just in the sewer and he just hit the guy and the arrow, like, was there. Like, what was the point of that? I think they, they had the guy diggle. Like, he's fine. He's just, a, a, a like, a tough guy. 
that they, that's all they need, and just have him be like the captain or somebody like, like sort of a Commissioner Gordon type of role that can get Arrow into like places that normal people couldn't. But yeah, we don't need all these people in the field unless they're gonna start killing them off and making all of us feel like, 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 like he did with this episode where, you know, Diggle's having the baby, so he feels like I uh, can't get him to get these people in trouble. But if you have all these regular people, like even Laurel to a point is out there fighting crime sometimes, like physically fighting people. Like if you have all these people that can just do that, then sort of the thing that he does doesn't become special anymore. Yep. Oh, there's so many things I want to talk about and can't, Camille. Sorry. <laughs> That's on the list. I have a list for this weekend. So. <laughs> Get going. Get going. Well, I want to ask you, uh, like you saw Supernatural, right? Yes, I did. Could you just give me a rating, one through, one through ten? For a, <laughs> for for a, for a season opener, I mean, in respect yeah. to other season openers, a seven. Well, let's do it like this. Before you give me that, before you tell me that, because it's probably going to affect the way I watch it. He already rate said it. As, <laughs> did he, he, I didn't hear it. So good. he didn't hear it. Uh, uh, rate it. Okay. Rate it in terms of the second, the second five, the last five seasons. Like, cause one through five, you can rate those separately. They're really good. But in terms of like the, the five through what nine that we're on right now, Around like 10. rated in terms yeah. of, yeah, uh, this is season ten, right? Yeah. So six through ten. Wow. Um, yeah, just rated in terms of those seasons. Seven point five. Okay, that's that's, that's respectable. Yeah, um, I it it's got it's got it's got some cool moments. Um, it's got the typical uh bantering stuff that you will have come to expect through the last couple seasons between Crowley and and Dean Mon. Um, uh, it's <laughs> and Mon, and like the it. and the. Uh, that's what all the supernatural fans are calling it right now, um, and uh, it's got a nice little extra twist in it for Sam that I think you'll like. But other than that, I won't okay. say anything oh. else. Perfect. And by the way, I hate supernatural fans. I am a supernatural fan, but I'm not <laughs> like to the extreme. <laughs> like there, there are whole tumblers and, and Facebooks that are shipping like random characters like Crowley and Dean and Dean and. Uh, and cast, and like I don't see that in a show. Like I don't see the like, sexual tension between those guys, but they like they manipulate scenes and stuff and Photoshop to make it seem like that these guys are like really the big couple of the whole show. But I, don't, I don't see that. I feel like there's thousands all over the place with that stuff. Thousands of tumblers out there de- dedicated <laughs> to like Castiel. Uh, yeah, and, I don't, and I don't Dean, see it. What do they call it? Destiel, <laughs> or even Destiel worse, uh, the whole Wincest thing. I'm just like God. No, oh, no, no! It. It's just Stop ridiculous. It. It's like this isn't uh, Game of Thrones. It's supernatural. These are two. <laughs> these are two guys that can't even stand each other half the time. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's I like what are you guys doing? Stop it. But yeah. <laughs> Ah, but there we threw we threw out all your little you know now people know to Google and find your Tumblr blocks, folks. <laughs> Free advertisement. You can send the hate you can send the hate mail to at Musical Concepts on Twitter. <laughs> oh god! All right, did you guys watch any more Gotham or how's that going? No, I saw the second episode. I haven't seen the third one. I'm gonna marathon that. An arrow this weekend. So, and then yeah, of course, quickly, sounds whenever I can. I think you'll quickly realize a better show on our road, too. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So. 
But um, cool. Yeah, I haven't really been watching anything. Like I get hooked on these random reality shows from time to time. Like I think uh, I've been watching. <laughs> and I, I hate reality shows, but like, I'll admit that they're really addictive. But like yeah, if they're talking about a reality show, if somebody's talking about a reality show on Twitter, I will bash them to hell. But if I'm flipping a channel and I happen to watch them, I'll watch the whole marathon. So I'm kind of a hypocrite there because I've been watching like Cutthroat Kitchen and Shark Tank. And I've just been like just really just stuck on those shows and I can't stop watching them. But I Axel so Foley loves you right now. <laughs> Axel Foley loves you. Oh. Yeah. I watched the Homeland premiere, the two episode there. I like where they're going. I think you might like it again, Did Donald. You? Yeah, I watched the first five minutes and then it, it was too late for me to get into that. Because when I'm watching Homeland, I have to be into like a real mellow mood because it moves kind of real, really slow. You have to listen to what everybody's saying. So I, I just, my, my mind wasn't in the right place to watch it. And I knew it was two episodes. So I was like, no way I'm going to finish this. Right. Yeah. I, I think once you get around to it, I, I think, I think, I think, you know, last season finished really, really strong. The first part of the season yeah. was terrible. The last part <laughs> of the season was awesome. Um, I think this one has the potential to be pretty awesome. I, I hope so. I heard it was like a sort of a mini like reboot of the show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many times did Gary cry? Uh, only twice in two episodes. <laughs> That's good for her. Oh, that's really good. Here's a question: Is she? Does she already have the baby? They jump ahead, or is she like pregnant? They, right now, she's had the baby. Okay, uh, okay, okay. She's had she's had the baby, and um, you know how she was going to be stationed in Turkey at the end of season yeah. three. Um, she's even moved on from that. Oh, okay, so they jumped ahead a while then. They, well, they jumped ahead about six months. It's just that a lot happens in that six months. So okay, you find out. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited. Uh, and then I guess next week we can hopefully we'll all have watched like the two episodes of American Horror Story. We can get our thoughts on that because I didn't get to watch yesterday. I didn't either. Um, so are we going to watch The Walking Dead and talk about it? When is the is it premiered? I think already? it's this Sunday. Oh. What is? The Walking Dead. Oh yeah. Oh, we got it. Yeah, we definitely got to watch that. So we'll have That's something yeah, else we'll to bash. Yeah. Yeah, I, I gotta. I got. I, it, it, it'll either surprise me to the point where I want to talk about it, or it'll be so bad to the point that I want to talk about it. So either way, it go. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna watch that. So we have to. We have to be ready for at least Doctor Who, American Horror Story, and The Walking Dead, and then anything yeah, else that we watch. Yeah, it'll be like our bashing section. Of this yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna. We're getting into that. We're starting to get into that time where there would be a lot of shows to watch, so I don't expect us all to be caught up on, on like all eight shows that yeah. we have to watch every week. Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm going to try to keep up at least with the shows that I'm watching live, and then in terms of you know the shows I'm catching up with, it's a whole other story. But it won't be too hard since there's only like a few of them that I'm really like focusing on right now. If you're going to marathon anything, marathon Suns. Yeah. yeah. Sons and Arrow. So are we uh, okay. all are we all good on the TV talk? Anything else y'all want to add before we close this out? I am good on my end. I think I got all, all the the aggression that I need to get out. Yeah, so I can have a you get night. all your hate out today. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I can go back to living a productive life now that I've bashed right? everything yeah. else around me. Exactly. I'm serious. Like I'm so serious. If it wasn't for podcasting and Twitter, I would just be like a bitch, like all the time, and people would just not want to hang around. <laughs> I have to get it out somewhere. I'm glad we helped provide some of your attention-releasing kind of uh, therapy for the TV that you watch. <laughs> That'll be it for today's Once in a Blue Moon podcast. Um, should be Once in a like Red Moon podcast since there's like all these <laughs> like Red Moons happening. But anyways, um, yeah, if you guys have any comments or any opinions or you want to tell us we're wrong, you can uh, tell us on our Twitter. And um, you can find me at Lady Oddity on Twitter. And uh, Donald, where can we find you? Donald Jr., Donald Jr. And where can we find you, Matt? All hate directives sent to at Musical Concepts. Yeah, so bring it on. Because, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you know, I'll just say I'm sorry and you'll feel better about yourself. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's get that hate out there since we're kind of putting our hate out there too so (laughs) (laughs) all right well thanks for listening bye bye